0: Will you please welcome our guest moderator, editor of GQ Magazine, Dylan Jones. Uh, Thank you very much and good evening. Um, We are here to discuss uh, Linda McCartney's fabulous um, book, Life in Photographs, which is now coming out as an e-book. And will you please welcome her daughter, Mary McCartney.
1: Hi. Good evening. Hello. Um, Good
0: evening. As I say, we're here to um, celebrate the uh, publication of the e-book of Linda McCartney's um, Life in Photographs. Um, It's an extraordinary book for those of you who haven't seen it, as it not only offers um, a broad and at times quite detailed uh, overview of Linda's photographic work, but also highlights the eves with which she could capture a scene of perfect domesticity at at one moment and then sort of wild rock and roll abandon the next. Uh, This is a book that not only contains some of the best photographs ever taken of the Beatles, uh, a book that not only contains pictures of Jim Morrison, William de Kooning, Nico, Frank Zappa, Jimi Hendrix, The Who and Eric Clapton etc but also includes dozens of pictures of her family including our guest tonight the um, Mary. Uh, we'll be chatting for about half an hour or so then um, taking some questions from the floor but before we start we have a short uh, film which is one of the many clips that's actually available on the e-book. She would sit there talking to you and we'd be talking about music and so on, so on, so It was a blues guitarist or something. And she'd just go. And anyway, put her camera down again. Mm-hmm. Diddle, 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 and we'd go on with the conversation. So you always felt like you were just having a conversation. And you can see that. You see Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm.
1: go.
0: <laughs> Mary, um, mm-hmm. one thing that's always struck me about your mother's photograph is the incredible intimacy of them Uh, and in that respect her photographs were incredibly influential as at that time people didn't take pictures like that.
1: No you know I think that is is she didn't really know what to do in her career I think she was quite lost as to what she should do in her life and then she moved she went to university in Arizona and she went to a short course and fell into um this short course and went once took a roll of film took the pictures and had this epiphany of like it kind of photography made her life and she kind of found herself through it and it was a way of um kind of commun communicating her passion so she was never like i'm going to be a commercial photographer it was a big career thing it was more of a life-changing moment when she got into her photography
0: we W- was yeah. she always taking pictures? You always have a camera from then, with her? Yeah, she
1: was about 21, and her best friend asked her to come and keep her company on this evening course. And from there, she was taking pictures always. She had like a 35mm camera, black and white film in it. And I just grew up, she'd have a camera on her shoulder at all times. And it was basically from that first evening course onwards because she would take pictures of friends and she was a huge music fan and so she met musicians that she was interested in and they just loved her style and felt instantly at ease with her so it happened really naturally it wasn't like a hard-nosed career move of i need to get jobs it happened by it happened by accident
0: but there's um there's an honesty about her pictures that Mm. that, again wasn't really expected at the time because most um, uh, music portage at the time was quite orthodox, but mm. there was something that was very natural and very sort of was very very refreshing
1: I think there are a few reasons for that. I think she had a real care for the people she was taking pictures of she when you look through the book, all the pictures are people that she 's interested in and Uh, And there was a real trust element. She wouldn't try and take embarrassing, exploitative pictures of silly moments. She was really relaxed, and she was really fast. So like Dad said in that clip, you'd just be sitting with her. She'd have the camera, we'd be sitting here, and then she'd take a picture and put the camera down, and then take another picture. She didn't sort of spend hours going around you and making you feel self-conscious. So... um, there's a real ease and I think that because you could tell she cared about her subjects they mm. really relaxed with her and they kind of wanted to give part of themselves to her
0: that's, that's the, 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 the thing I was going to mention is that what little I know about her style is that she seems to be incredibly relaxed mm. almost as though she wasn't there on a sort of official duties in a way which seemed to obviously make uh, her subjects incredibly relaxed yeah. too
1: she kind of—I don't think she felt that she was there on an official <laughs> duty, even if she was commissioned. Because she basically, um, her first commission was an accident. It's it, she. These pictures of the stones. She was um, working as a receptionist at the Town and Country magazine, and there was. She was opening the post, and there was an invitation for a, pre, a press. Um, event on the riverboat and she snuck it because she liked the stones and thought no one else will be interested and just turned up on the on the dock with the camera around her neck and literally the the press agent said we can't have no room for photographers you we have to pick one photographer and they picked her well. Cause she looked cute and <laughs> you know sort of hanging around so and so that was her first commission and from there the journalist said give us your card we need the pictures and she was like I really hope they turned out because you know she wasn't hugely technical it was it was more instinct. Also she was quite artistic she had a real artistic sensibility she wasn't interested in veneer and making people look good although <clears throat> naturally she did make them look good but because she was interested in available light and spontaneity so you know i don't i think she was quite unique in what she was doing
0: when when you were growing up were you aware of uh, your mother did you, did you know she was a photographer or was she just your mother who took a lot of photographs
1: she was just taking photographs except one Memory I have is when I was um, like a really early memory probably about six or seven was going into her office in Soho and she had a little dark room and I went with her and she was printing and that I really remember because seeing a white piece of paper and then an image developing was quite a magical thing and then from there I kind of realised but otherwise she wasn't a when she got married she stopped being a commissioned photographer she became more of a um, limited editions and photography books so she wouldn't go out to do shoots sure. she just captured stuff as she went along
0: there's, um, there's some very nice um, essays in the book and Annie Leibovitz has written one she says that um, mm. she became your mother became one with her photography which I suppose gives her, her pictures such a sense of naturalness because it's almost like as you say she wasn't working it was sort of part, yeah. of, her, part of her life in a way,
1: it's like she needed to do it. It kind of she felt it was something that made her, it excited her, but also she um, she didn't like. She basically she was she fell into it, and then she had this professional career doing music photography in New York, and then she kind of got quite cynical because a lot of um, she was starting to commissioned to take they were like can you go to the factory the Andy Warhol factory and we want to get you know we want you to get pictures of people sh- taking drugs and right she really didn't like that side of it so um then she kind of had to make a decision how she was going to carry on her career so from then on she would she would sort of pick her come up with her own ideas a bit more
0: the um I mean, for much of her life, she was surrounded by glamour, which I suppose mm. probably made it easy, easier for her to be slightly dis, dismissive of that world. Do you think she would have been turned into a different photographer or developed in different ways if she hadn't entered the world of the Beatles?
1: I don't think so, because I think really her real heavy influence on her style was growing up and her... Her father was a, a lawyer in New York, and he represented a lot of the, of the great photographers, um, painters at the time, like Willem de Kooning and uh, abstract expressionists. So she was around a lot of art, and she would go to a lot of galleries, and she would go to MoMA, Museum of Modern Art, when Steichen was um, curating. So she had quite a a more of an artistic quality rather than a commercial marketing quality. So I think. Her style was her own character. Mm-hmm. she had like a quiet confidence and always an innocence about what she did, which i you know I think really comes across in her work
0: I, I think one of the uh, one of the fabulous things about the book um, is that I think for a lot of people. Uh, your mother's photography is associated with the family, mm. um, with downtime, with domesticity, etc. But she was a pretty sensational rock and roll photographer. I yeah. mean, looking at those pictures again, there is an intimacy with some of these extraordinarily famous people uh, that, as I say, you, you, you don't get in a lot of rock photography at that time because it's about flash mm. and it's about it, glare and it's very aggressive at the time. Um, which is kind of extraordinary, really. Mm. I mean, you look at those photographs.
1: I don't... Th- she... When you're with her, she you wouldn't want to behave that way in front of her. She's just yeah. much, much real calming influence. And in a way, it's sort of... You just really want to be yourself. I think maybe they would have felt a bit silly if they'd started doing that in front because a lot of those like the Jim Morrison pictures the famous him with the shirt off I don't think she ever would have got to that situation (laughs) because she would have really like laughed at him been like really what are you doing so they're very much more intimate interesting kind of there's a real personal quality that I think she was always looking for And that's what she was interested in. She liked, she didn't like veneer and she didn't like really manicured things, didn't really interest her. She liked a much more natural, raw quality. So I think that's what she did herself.
0: I mean, she's obviously. You you look at these amazing pictures in the book and they are documents of their time. Mm. But as you said earlier, I mean, she was a fan of music as well, wasn't she? Yeah. So what, apart from the obvious, what what music was around in the house when you were young?
1: Well, it went back to her in the 50s. She would listen to the rock and roll radio station under her pillow because she wasn't really allowed to do it at home. They thought she was a bit weird that she was into rock and roll. Um, and she would sneak out of her bedroom window and go to the Paramount and watch the bands playing there. Um, so from there, it kind of progressed, and then f- really, I think she... she it, it went a bit when she was married and with Dad, it kind of... That the years were really her New York years where she was hanging out with lots of bands because then she had the time, and they would invite her to the studio. Yeah. But then something like the picture that's up there now of Twiggy, that's Twiggy, Um, that will... That was taken at, at home. Apparently, I've since spoken to Twiggy, that's when she first came to visit me, I think, when I was born. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> but it's like such a lovely picture. That yeah. it's, it's like a styled fashion shoot picture now. Mm. I would use that as a reference for something, but it's just completely lovely, natural, really kind of calm moment that wasn't... She didn't say, oh, pretend to do something, It's sort of what would happen, which I find really interesting because it's like when you look at them, you can really look at them quite deeply and think, what is the story behind it? Because it is a real moment. It's mm. not a contrived... There is a place for that more produced style of work, but her, she really wasn't interested in it. You don't
0: see any of that in the book. There is not one contrived image in the book. If I, she
1: tried to do a, if she Sometimes she'd be asked to do more of a commercial shoot and she would... She did a few, but they're like her least successful projects because it's yeah. just like not. She wasn't really into that.
0: I think profoundly that I would say that, that um, both your parents have been uh, extremely adept at celebrating the family, celebrating mm. domesticity, and um, which is something that this book highlights. Do you think that's true?
1: Yeah, I do. I think they really enjoyed it. And they had, like, they were a little team. So they enjoyed each other's company. And I think from there, my mum was a photographer and we were the people that were around. So yeah. we became her subjects. Yeah. I think it happened quite naturally. And it was quite a funky time. It was all like, you know, some funny moments. It, and and lovely locations like that one in Scotland and Beautiful Light. So I Mm. think she wasn't intimidated and thinking, oh, I'm becoming a boring photographer because I'm taking pictures of the kids and my husband. It was more like, you know, a whole new project for her. Yeah.
0: How much of an inspiration was your mother in terms of your own career?
1: Um, She was the reason that I became a photographer because I grew up, around photography and she would show me books and and inspire me with other people's work and I would see her photographing all the time but I never thought I could I never thought to do it myself because I kind of thought everyone could take good pictures because that's what she always did and then um so I worked in picture research and then she asked me to come in and start going through her archive and helping um edit for exhibitions and books. And from there, going through the contact sheets, they're so interesting. Mm-hmm. They're, um, it's not one contact sheet of, like, one person's portrait on a whole sheet. It's sort of like... It could even be a whole week or even some things are, like... One roll of film could go over a few months. Like, it's so varied. It was kind of like a diary. And you could look at it, one contact sheet, and see one picture you love, and then the next day see something else. It was really interesting and quite exciting. So, um... From there, I sort of started doing it myself. It's kind of like a diary.
0: How old were you when you thought, this is what I want to do?
1: Not until my 20s. Right. Like, a bit like her. I kind of was like, what do I want to do? I I was interested in photography, but I didn't think have the confidence to do it and then a friend of mine I looked at her holiday pictures and they were so bad <laughs> I was like not everyone can and she chopped off people's heads and it was awful so then I, between those two things it kind of got me but we would talk so then it was good me and mum would talk a lot about photography and we'd phone each other if she was taking pictures or if I just had a job she'd phone and say how did it go and you know say call me when the contact sheets come back because it was all film then.
0: When you, when you started being a photographer, when, when you started shooting, and you yourself were learning more about the craft and the mm-hmm. art of taking pictures, it must have given you another insight into her, her own work. and yeah. a, p- Probably a, a, a greater appreciation of it.
1: Absolutely. It was quite funny because, in a way, I think we all dismissed mum a bit as kids because she would have the camera, but she'd take a picture out of a car window or she'd take a picture of us, and it just seemed really easy, but... Then when I got a camera, and it was like 35 millimeter, you know, you set the shutter speed and the aperture and the light, and try and and focus. It was all manual focus. Um, The moment would have gone. Yeah. And I was like, how does she do it? She was so fast, and she would just get figure it all out and do it instantly. Mm. She made it look effortless, and Mm. it really was. It's very challenging to to get that.
0: um, As I say, there are some uh, amazing uh, rock and roll portraits in the book. And also, she was photographing the Beatles Mm. during a period when they were collapsing. It was the end of their career. Mm. And actually, uh, there you can tell just just by a sort of fleeting glance at these pictures that Mm. they've had enough. And they're extraordinary. There's so much detail. Yeah, there's so much detail in those pictures because there's so much going on in everyone's faces.
1: Yeah. She was very quietly observant. I think that goes throughout the whole book. She would kind of be there, but she wouldn't impose. So um, she did get some quite poignant photographs, and I don't think that they were exploitative. They were more like documenting it. And, um, And I think they kind of felt good about her doing it. Uh, it's interesting because when you look at her work, she was, she had a great eye and she would observe a lot. She wouldn't come into a room and take over. She would very much sort of sit back and watch what was going on and, and see a moment and then and get it, which, yeah. I do think the, the Beatles, and, and it must have been a difficult time for her as well because she was married to one of them, so it's like very stressful, but... Yeah. Um, Nice that she still captured some of the positivity of it, because I think there must have been some good elements. And sure. they all cared about each other a lot, so they are probably struggling on how to go about it and not wanting to leave the security of their nest, but kind of having to. So
0: because uh, your mother would photograph a lot, and she was photographing mm. all the time, and it was quite natural to see her with a with camera... As, as kids, did you act up? Did you say, well, there's mum's got the camera no. out, so. Not at all. Because she would
1: put the camera away. <laughs> really? She'd be like, nah, you're boring me. So she would sort of wait and watch and then see a moment and catch it. Right. unless she would act you know the one she would get us to pose as if she were like if we were here and we were in a house and there's a beautiful shaft of light coming in at that really lovely time when the light gets really orange and sunset she'd need someone she'd need a body in there so she'd like come here stand there take right. the picture but um what? I can't think when she'd act she wouldn't get us dress us up and make us perform or do anything you know what,
0: what did you notice about her when she was photographing other people
1: I noticed how relaxed the other people were. Yeah. Which, as now that I'm a portrait photographer, it is the hardest thing. Because I can be talking to someone and they can seem really relaxed and the minute I get the camera out, there's like this tension. and You can see it in people's hands get a bit... Yeah. The hands are a telltale sign. And um, that's another thing you're saying. I never noticed how difficult it was because I never witnessed people getting stressed. Mm. And if they were stressed, she wouldn't really do it or she'd just be like, fine, and she'd leave it for a while and then right. when she thought it was relaxed, she'd, yeah. she'd do it, but she then wouldn't do it and then keep on you. It was kind of quite... <laughs> she didn't feel like she needed to shoot a lot.
0: Sure. So. My, um, my, uh, my favourite picture uh, in the book is the photograph, which hopefully we have, which is... Um, the one of your dad in the dressing Mm. gown, standing on the fence, which seems to me a sort of perfect fusing of her two main strengths, which is a celebration of domesticity and also a great rock and roll portrait, which Mm. is here. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about this picture a little?
1: That picture's like one of the most interesting things ever because it's completely unplanned and she will have just been standing there, seeing it. That's another thing I mean, like she's got a, my brother James jumping off the car. She caught that exact moment, it's not blurred. Mm. Everyone's there, no one's kind of looking at her. She's just out there observing the moment. Even the dog is posing for her subconsciously it's in that sort of like pointed a, a, a position. It's almost like a composite, isn't it? Yeah. E-
0: everything is perfect in that picture. But yeah,
1: and then it will have been completely unplanned, but she will have kind of been out with her camera, maybe looking for something to shoot. And, um, and also for me, it's a sweet family photo because that's Scotland where we grew up in the summers and that fence, dad used to, we used to have competitions on like walking along. It was quite wobbly and we'd kind of try and see who could get us the furthest along without falling off. So that's, I think that's why he's up there. <laughs>
0: It's a gorgeous picture. Um, we have a couple of minutes for some questions from the audience, but uh, but before we, we throw it open to the floor, is there one picture, uh, possibly not your favourite picture, but is there one picture in the book which you think is, is a sort of summation uh, of your mother's work or one that you feel particular, mm. a, a particular fondness for?
1: I would need to flick through again, but one instantly that comes to mind that I have in my home is she had also... She would do a lot of pictures of people, but she had a really wicked sense of humour and was very quirky. And there's one picture that I love, which is a whiskey bottle and a baby bottle next to it. That's the one I have <laughs> at home, which I love because it just makes me laugh. And, it, and I think she will have seen that and thought it was quite intriguing. So.
0: Um, I think we have a microphone. Do, do we have any questions from the audience, please? Ah, there's one here. Hi. Hi, Mary. Hello. Um, what's the greatest thing that you've learned from your mum? I mean, what what's the kind of... How, did she leave you with a saying or a lesson in life that she's left you with? And also, I don't think you're particularly keen on having your own picture taken, are you? So you, you, you don't encourage the fame side of the McCartney family, I guess, so...
1: I don't mind having my picture taken, but I don't seek it out to, like, have it in the press. But, you know, she w- I wouldn't mind her taking... So if it's... Certain people, I like it. But um, she had a saying which was, keep it simple, which does always come back into my life often. If I'm on a shoot, because I do more commercial stuff as well, if I'm on a shoot and it's getting complicated, I will just think, right, we have to strip everything back and simplify it, and then it usually works. So, yeah, I always have that saying (laughs) in mind.
0: Any more questions? Oh, there's some down here. Uh, Hello, do you, Heather, do you have a picture of when you were like young or a family picture of you and your mum your brothers and sisters
1: yeah are there any yeah there are a few in the book some of them were a little bit embarrassing though there is a funny story that a book she did a while ago she gave to my um, brother's school library and there's a picture of him peeing off London Bridge and he was not very <laughs> happy about that because all his friends made fun of him. But um, generally after that, she was very, you know, she'd be careful which ones. So, yeah, no, they're, they're, the thing that is, I love about them is there's a lot of amazing family portraits and each one I'm like, I could put it up on my wall. They're so beautiful. So, yeah, I'm really lucky with that. Uh,
0: I think you wanted to ask a question, the gentleman here. Are there any particular I photographers that inspired your mum?
1: Yes. She, um, she went to an exhibition in New York called Family of Man, which I think also was at MoMA. And that, re- that had a variety of different photographers, but that really inspired her. It was quite gritty, and there were people like Dorothea Lang who were part of the movement that, that across America when it was part of the... Um, uh, when you know the, when there was a lot of migration to California, that grapes of kind of time, mm-hmm. and um, she, I think they really, um, you know, got to her, and and the, they were quite poignant. So yeah, that she loved them. But a lot of the classic Latigue she loved. Who's also one of my favourites now too. That kind of thing. So a lot of the classic black and white photographers, Cortez who. Um, Curtis, who took pictures of the American Indians, he did. A, he catalogued the American Indians in America. So,
0: Just one other thing, given the difficulties of working with film, would she, yeah. have, would she have approved of working with digital?
1: I think she would have moved into digital, but um, as if I, I started off in film and I do find it hard to be really satisfied taking a digital picture. I don't, I can get a picture I love, but I don't actually feel like, it feels like a bit ghosty. If I've got a negative, I feel like, so I think she might have been a bit like that too. And she and I had this thing where we'd get excited and say, look, let me know when your contact sheets are back and we'd look through them together. So that element isn't quite there with... um, digital i don't think it wouldn't right have been too. as much fun flicking no, you're through right. a screen quite right
0: too um we've run out of time um thank you very much for your questions and mary thank you very much for coming thank this you. evening it's been brilliant it is a really great book and as i say there is lots of added video on the e-book um so it's well worth um looking at so please a round of applause for mary mccarthy thank you very much